welcome to the fourth annual Chubby Awards. Oh, it's just marvelous. I just, I was just marvelous. Instead of rhubarb, rhubarb. What are you wearing? What are you wearing? Here they come. That was all the camera flashes going. Uh, here we are walking down the, I almost said runway, <laughs> the red carpet, the walkway. Um, I am Michael, I am a chaser, and today I am adorned in a nice sharp tuxedo um, with, with a, a red ribbon on my lapel uh, to support AIDS awareness. Um, and to my left we have... I'm Don Marshall, I'm a big chubby guy living here in sunny Hollywood. All year round. <laughs> <laughs> Except for today. Uh, and uh, today I am wearing a, uh, I'm, I'm wearing a pastel tuxedo. Oh, yeah. fancy. It's a very conservative cut, but in a very non-conservative 80s prom color. Chic. That's right. I love that powder blue on you, Don. Thank you. <laughs> I can pull it off. Hello, I'm Dan Oliverio, author, public speaker, and chubby chaser. And I'm just, I'm just absolutely chuffed to be here at the Chubbies. Chuffed. Chuffed. <laughs> absolutely chuffed. Um, I don't know what that means, but they say it, and I like that. Um, uh, and I am wearing clothes. How dare you? <laughs> yes, it's come to that, people. Clothes. Actual fibrous clothes. I, feel, I love the idea that you would show up to the chubbies dress exactly as you are now in your pajamas. <laughs> it's the slippers that put it over the top, I think. Yeah. And you, uh, you're just jealous because yours don't have little fuzzy ears. <laughs> I'm not even going to pretend that I'm not jealous. I'm, I'm totally jealous. Sorry, Trevor? I, I'm Trevor Kizan. I'm a super chub, and I am wearing 500 yards of bunched tweedle. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to blow! It's going to blow! And now I'm <laughs> I'm burning it away, foosh, um, to reveal... Like, game style. Yes, uh, a hot pink latex tuxedo, and I'm, it's extra squeaky. <laughs> oh, Yes. Like, I have, like fingernails on a balloon. I have. <laughs> well, for those of you who have not been to the Chubbies before, this is yes. our fourth annual edition mm-hmm. where we're celebrating uh, sort of the best examples of bigger and betterness in all forms of pop culture over the past year. What people and organizations and movies and media have represented fat people positively. Yep. And, and we would like to give them each. I think we have two, two each. Is that yes. the tradition? Yes, yes, yep. we do. Two each. We each have two chubbies to give out to the, to the people, organizations, et cetera, that we think deserve them yep. the most. Not to say that others don't, but, you know, we, it's an award show. We have to make our selections. Yeah, these are personal choices by each of your four judges. <laughs> and right. sometimes we are brutal. It's, brutal. it's highly scientific <laughs> in that there is no science to it whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Science! It's highly scientific in that we haven't even discussed it with each other, so we might even be having mm. some double-ups this Hopefully time. Hopefully not. Dan, Dan tried to put a stop to that. I tried to head that one off at the chubby pass. But that was way too prepared for any uh, of us. Yeah. You know, anyway, uh, uh, let's get into it. Um, what are some of our favorite media and people and organizations from last year? Who's going first? I'm happy to lead it off. Okay, done. Um, I've, got some, I've got a very mainstream choice and a choice that nobody's seen. Um, so I'm going to go with my mainstream choice, and I think there is no other show on TV uh, bringing fat representation quite as well, as smoothly, or uh, without calling attention to it as much as Abbott Elementary. Oh, Ooh, yes. Okay. I adore this show. Mm. I, I love the writing on it. I love the characters. And uh, I've even discussed it in the past in the fact that it has a question mark chub chaser relationship in it Yeah, of a very skinny white guy in a relationship with a bigger black guy where all of the other teachers observe that 
he managed to get one of us. He managed to take in a black guy <laughs> yeah, rather than ever mentioning that he's fat. It just oh, doesn't even yeah. come up mm-hmm. in the conversation ever. Um, I, I but love it didn't that, even occur to, I'm sorry. I love that scene because the, the principal's like, black. Yeah. And he's like, actually, it's pronounced Zach. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, that, that kind of dazzled me to the point where it didn't even occur to me that two of the leads in the show, including the showrunner and show creator, are fat characters on the show. And one of them is not only the fat archetype, is not only a fat archetype, but she's also the sexy archetype on the show. Mm-hmm. She is the hot character. For the uninitiated, uh, describe the show a little bit because I've never. Abbott seen Elementary it is a show about a bunch of teachers in an inner city elementary school trying to bring, bring the best uh, learning experience they can to their students under some of the hardest circumstances around, hmm. um, and it does it in a beautiful, light, enthusiastic. Um, hopeful way mm-hmm. um, that has some of the best representation I've seen on TV since uh, uh, Superstore went under. Right? Uh, yeah. It's okay. very natural. Nothing feels shoehorned. The race, the race relations on the show feel very real to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and often, often in a really interesting way that I don't think other shows have permission to do. So they did an episode about uh, the white teacher. Uh, the skinny white teacher that's in the uh, the Chub Chaser relationship, maybe, mm-hmm. um, is teaching uh, his, a course on black history. Ooh. And one of the black <laughs> parents in the school gets upset yeah, yeah. that it's a white teacher teaching it. And eventually, as you go through it, you find that not only is he sort of the best at teaching it, but he's not just doing it during Black History Month. Mm-hmm. He does it all year round, um, unlike any other teacher that's in the great. school. That's great. Um, and so it, it, it brings in different perspectives on race that I think we've seen on TV. Mm. And it's showrunner Quinta Brunson is a fucking genius. Mm. I love her performance on the show. Mm -hmm. I love the character she creates. And how rare is it to have the showrunner be really, I mean, if not the main character, a main character. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's unheard of. I don't know of another show like that. Mindy Kaling did that too. I suppose that's true. You know, but again, it's, it's in, when you get into these spaces where it's featuring a minority character there aren't that many showrunners who can do it. Yeah. So often you're going to see minority showrunners stepping up to bat when that happens. Interesting. You know? okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I adore everything about that show and the representation of body diversity on that show is something to be proud of and I will stand by it. Yay. Yes. What, uh, what does the relationship look like between the, you said it's a question mark chub chaser because I'm assuming they, do, they don't ever say anything Because I have that. I have no other, they don't discuss him being attracted to him because he's fat. Mm-hmm. It's just clear that he adores him. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Um, and you get no sexual histories for either of those characters. So okay. I don't know what else. They they're a couple else. and they're, they're, they're just different sizes. Yeah, that's it. It's, it's what, what can't be argued is that it's a mixed size couple. Yeah, exactly. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Kind of like in modern family, Mitch is decidedly not a chaser. Cam just happens to have been like jock, jock body that got fatter and he loves him anyway. Mm-hmm, so yeah. it could be that, or it could be a chub chaser. We just don't know. Yeah, yeah. it's I don't just know. never he, brought up. He has chaser energy to him. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm he sorry, needs- Trevor. What does that mean? <laughs> it's just he reminds me of means. a very specific type of like <laughs> I don't know the like the nervous cat chaser. Yeah, yeah. Cat I have chaser. been approached by this guy multiple <laughs> yeah. times mm-hmm. in the past. Yeah, and in a good way. I yeah. like this guy. I like this guy a lot. So. Yeah. Um, and it crosses orientation. It crosses all sorts of okay. lines. That okay. sort of like nervous cat, yeah. slim, slim guy. So I will recommend it. Yeah. If you haven't seen Abbott Elementary, yeah. I think it's a standout. It's getting 
a ton of Emmy noms. Uh, the woman who won for Best Actress was uh, Cheryl Lee Ralph, who's one oh, of the leads in it. Yes. And mother of God, if you didn't see her speech, her speech mm. is amazing. Mm-hmm. But her performance on that show is perfect. Mm-hmm. Is absolutely freaking perfect. So go. Yeah, I, I can second that. It is a wonderful, delightful show. Um, I just, it's, it's such a just like, I don't know. I feel like it's just hard to like, there's so much now to find like a really good show. That's like, yeah, it's just solid. And like every episode is solid mm-hmm. and it's just like wholesome and yep. real. And just, it's, it's, it's like, a, it's bringing me a lot of the emotional variety that I want from a good show like mm-hmm. that too. Am I next? You're next. Oh my goodness. So I want to talk about another show that's, it's new and got, just got its second season. We're in its, in its second season. Ghosts. Okay. Love that. I adore ghosts. It is every character on that show. It <laughs> is so fun. It is so mm-hmm. in a I got I mean in some ways extraordinarily traditional in terms of structure. It oh, is yeah. a 30 minute sitcom. And you know, every problem is wrapped up in 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's very traditional in that respect. But the characters are so fun. So the premise of Ghosts, it's based on a British TV show. And the premise is that this couple inherits inherits a mansion in some sort of New Englandy place. Very rundown, dilapidated mansion. And you know, they fix it up and they end up with a ridiculous idea to turn it into a, a, a bed and breakfast. Okay. And it just turns out that the woman of the couple can see the ghosts. And what's interesting about the ghosts is yeah. that they go all the way back to the time of the Vikings. So like in the, in the 11th century, when the Vikings were uh, in North America, there's a ghost <laughs> from that time. <laughs> All the way up to like this douche bro stockbroker who had an unfortunate <laughs> yeah. incident. So they, they who has no pants because he, no mm-hmm. he died without pants. He died without pants, and he has really sexy thighs. Oh my god, I love his thighs. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think that was the primary descriptor on his casting notice? <laughs> yes, I mean <laughs> without question, it's part of his friggin' costume now. I mean, it just is. But anyway, the point is that because they come from different eras, they represent very different points of view, and they get to learn things. And it's it's a marvelous show. But why am I giving it a chubby? I'm giving it a chubby because there is a character uh, played by Danielle Pinnock, who actually I was following on Instagram long before uh, she, I really understood that she was on the show. She's on Instagram as Body Courage because she does a lot of uh, fat black representation. And there was actually an episode where they talk about her character, Alberta, uh, being left behind in the jazz scene, which is when her character was alive and not a ghost being left behind the jazz scene because, you know, they wanted to hire the young pretty girl, not the young fat girl to play a club. And so that's part of her character's backstory. Yeah. Mm. And it was just, it's really wonderful. And it's really wonderful how they deal with all sorts of different uh, types and people. And I am really fun. It's really fun. It's just, it it even has like a nice gay representation arc. That's Mm -hmm. very fun to watch. It is because you know, what if, what if you are from the 18th century and you're gay? (laughs) Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And the world keeps changing and Mm. now you've got a secret that no one else cares about. (laughs) 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 It's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I liked the British version too. Mm-hmm. I never saw that. Yeah, it's much more British. It's much more British. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, the American version has a lot more sort of feels and heart to it. Yeah, I would imagine. Um, and yeah, every performance in there is great. Yeah, yeah. How do you meet Albert? I'm curious. Do they start with her storyline? Is it like a sort of episodic like that? Well, or? it's just every once in a while. I mean, episodes are episodes, mm-hmm. and some episodes are like 
oh, look at look what happened to so and so. Yeah, and it's usually gotten into in a very organic way because they're mm-hmm. yeah. they're having some present problem that's tied to a past problem, and that past problem reveals a past situation. Okay, but a lot of the I mean, but that's not every episode, and yeah. it's taken them more than a season to trot out everyone's biography. Yeah, and each of them has it's like the length of their story is different for each one. Yeah, hers is a murder mystery. She was killed. Yeah. We don't know who killed her yet. So no. it's still kind of being spun out. Well, and it's the know? thing of like, oh, would you get, you weren't killed, you just died. But I don't know how I died. Yeah, well, you died. You're like, <laughs> people don't even believe her that she, you know, like, who would kill you? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, oh, boy. And so it's this evolution of like people yeah. taking her seriously and then unraveling that mystery and it mm. and involving a, a desk and things like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. her, it's, her interactions with the other characters are delightful. To oh, watch. and she's mm. just such a, she's a phenomenal actress and an amazing singer. Like, does she have an album somewhere? She should. I don't know. Uh, Cause she's, remember her character is a jazz singer mm. and she's, she got a set of pipes on her. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like each of the, each of the ghosts has a, has a power in theory mm-hmm. and hers is the ability to hum. No, no, she no, can no, make the her, her ability, hum. her ability is to be heard yeah. by mortals. Yeah. Like oh. the, and Alexa. And Alexa. And Alexa. That's right. <laughs> did a whole episode when yeah. you discover she can, she can talk to Alexa. <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. Uh, so the it, chubby is for her as the... I would say the show and because of her in the show and, okay. and who she yeah. is and whom she represents. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Okay, it's my first. Yes. Your uh, first. We're, we're getting the, the chubby from the, the briefcase handcuffed to the, the chaser on standby. I think... Don't... <laughs> wait. Don't drop it. <laughs> it's, uh, he dropped heavy, it in an empty warehouse yeah. apparently <laughs> that's one heavy chubby <laughs> no my first chubby I think people won't be surprised is going to uh, Dead End Paranormal Park oh, oh yeah which was which we did an episode about R.I.P. yeah R.I.P. Yeah, uh, cancelled after its second season of Netflix hopefully it will find maybe a second life somewhere else because so there's good. more to go so good. but it is just I, I just want to interject okay. real quick there's a good chance it'll be picked up elsewhere because it wasn't cut because of low ratings. Um, Netflix has shut down a lot yeah. of their animation facilities. So there is hope for Paranormal Park. Yes. Okay, good. Um, What's it about, Trevor? Did, and Paranormal Park is the story of Barney, who is a uh, fat trans man who um, is kind of, you know, high school age-ish and le- maybe fresh out of high school, mm. um, l- leaves home when he gets a job at uh, the Phoenix Parks, which is a Dollywood-esque theme park. <laughs> very, this, very Dollywood-esque. Yes. Uh, this drag queen-ish character uh, voiced by Coco Peru, uh, Pauline <laughs> Phoenix, and is kind of, uh, thrown into this world of paranormal mystery. His pug saves his life Hugsley. and then is able to talk. He befriends um, this girl, Norma, who is kind of wonderful and... Um, on, on the spectrum and just kind of, you know, it's, it's, there's so much representation in this show and it is such a fun, weird, it, you know, paranormal adventure that I would have just, I mean, this would have been my, it's my jam now, <laughs> but it is like what I wish I had as a kid yeah. or, you know, even just like in high school, because there's so much heart and I am just continually <laughs> as, you know, I watched the diver- the diversity and representation and the themes explored. And, you know, the, um, we, in the episode we did about this, we talked about like the, the analysis of kind of allyship and like what it really is and, mm. you know, pressing people to do better because, um, there's a scene where his parents come to find him 
at the park and they're having a meal and they're, you know, like we accepted you. What do you want? And he's like, you know, I wanted you to stand up to grandma. Like I wanted you to not let her say those things to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I just, I love it. The second season is fun. Um, there is a, uh, a fat demon pro wrestler who is helping <laughs> uh, Barney get into um, underground demon wrestling. <laughs> um, it's, it's just such a delight and it just, it made me feel more than I thought it would. Hmm. It just kind of like touched my little, my little chubby heart. <laughs> um, Cause you know, there's the, the musical episode, there's, a, you know, Barney sings a song about having a crush on this guy that he works oh, with. It's mm-hmm. such a cute guy. Yeah. <laughs> and just like getting to see that and that that exists now for kids and for adults who didn't have that when they were kids, who maybe yeah. just need to be able to like feed that to their inner child. What was your first reaction when you heard about the show but hadn't seen it yet? Do you remember? Um, I was interested because I was aware of, um, so this, you know, was adapted from Hamish Steele's graphic novels. And I was aware of the graphic novels, um, but I hadn't read them. And I was like, I'm, I'm curious. Like, I, I want to see what this is, um, how it's adapted, how much they change, if anything. Mm-hmm. But I knew he was working on it and that it was Netflix and that like Netflix kind of gives creators a little more free reign. But I was, I was blown out of the water by the range of diversity and just like how much they were still able to do. It sounds like there's along with a lot of the shows we're talking about, um, setting an example for getting it right. Mm-hmm. Like, cause there's a lot of people who try and they get it wrong and you're like, I'm glad you're trying, but you got it wrong. And yeah. like, you know, just look at paranormal park, just look at ghosts, you know, like yeah. there's, there's ways to do this properly. Um, which is why we give them chubbies. Yes. Okay. My turn. Yes. I, I don't have nearly as deep of an answer. I think as the three of you came up with, um, at least for my first one. My second one. I'm saving my better one for a second. But um, the <laughs> Big Boys, which, by the way, Dan, you were right. It's, it is Big Boys. The music video slash song on SNL, um, which I remembered as Cuffing Season because that's in the refrain. It's in the... But mm-hmm. yeah, it is the song about the phenomenon of wintertime coming up and wanting a big fat man to cuddle with and take care of you f- to get you through the cold winter months. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and it is so fun and playful and they cut like they get to it like there's no like euphemistic like they don't just imply a bunch of stuff like they have fat dancers in there they they even have this one shot where she's looking sort of um sort of dismayed at the shirtless rippling abbed photo Mm -hmm. of chris pratt Uh uh because he used to be sort of the doughy fat guy and and he lost all the way and it's like ah (laughs) <laughs> Come on, you know, it's like, and it's so many sentiments that I have had in my head that have never really been out in the world in such a clear way. And um, I didn't think I was going to like it all that much. We talked about this on the show at some point when it came out, I think like in November. And I, w- I remember watching it and going like, oh, 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 mm-hmm. oh. And they're like saying a lot of things that, and then like the whole like sleep apnea, like, he was like snoring <laughs> and he stops breathing. Did this man just die? <laughs> and then he keeps breathing. He's like, oh, and you know, like I've had that moment before. <laughs> it's funny. It's like it's nice to be able to laugh about it. Like somebody knows that, put it in a music video, and then it got on SNL, and we got to watch it and laugh about it. And that's fantastic. well, I was unclear because I'm unplugged. 
was that made for SNL? Was it a yeah. video that just got on it? It was, it was made for SNL. It was SNL. made for SNL, yeah. Okay. But, yeah. And did the, did the song exist before that? No, it's, I think so is SZA on SNL. And if they have a musical guest, a lot of times they'll do a video with them and they'll write okay. a parody song that some of the more musical cast members in SNL will then join and like, you know, okay. participate and sing. Okay. Um, so A.D. Bryant, uh, back in the day, um, there were two parody, uh, two musical guest parodies that they did, and eighty, eighty, uh, eighty B. Mm-hmm. They That's did, right. um, and she was all dressed up and doing the Cardi B thing, and that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this it's just uh, it's catchy. It's coffin season. It's just it's <laughs> fun. There are fat dancers in it, mm-hmm. and you just you get so much joy out of it. So I think they deserve a chubby. Yay! Yay! Well, yeah. And the I what something I love to see was, you know, the fat dancers commenting on the YouTube video when SNL posted it. Like, mm-hmm. this was so exciting to get to do. I'm like, thank oh, you. Yeah, this was yeah. just so wonderful to do. That's like, great. That's heartwarming. Dexter's not the only fat male dancer out there. Oh, <laughs> there's more I mean, of them. I love Dex. I love Dexter a lot. Um, but he yeah. can't take all of the dancing roles. <laughs> mm-hmm. They can't just he duplicate just can't. him in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was it was uh, I can't remember what British actress it was. And uh, they were talking about how, like, well, you know, we could go up for it, but, you know, Maggie Smith is going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> She's in everything. Yeah, that's true. I like Dexter as Maggie Smith. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Don. All right. Well, my se- for my first one, I went with something that I hope everyone has seen. For my second one, I think I'm suggesting something that no one has seen. Didn't mm. even make our list. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, the best thing I saw last year for my representation was somebody somewhere on HBO Max. Oh yeah. Um, I, I haven't seen I, I, I don't know what that sentence even means. I, I <laughs> brought it up on the show a couple times mm. to no avail. Oh, so what's I the name of the show? Love this show. It's called somebody somewhere. Okay. It stars Bridget Everett. Um, and what it's ostensibly about is a woman in it, a townie in a small Kansas town who doesn't fit in. Right. She's big. <sighs> yes. mm-hmm. She's, uh, she has a different sensibility than everyone else in the town mm. and she has no friends. She's isolated herself and her sister died the year before. So she is just in this place where she's just lost, has no faith in herself. Um, and then she takes this job that is a shitty ass job where she reconnects with a gay friend from high school who adores her mm. and remembers her as being the best singer, the most joyous, wonderful singer that he ever knew. And the show is about this woman who's feels thrown out by the world, getting this sort of invitation back to friendship with this person, being introduced to a secret club that he runs in the basement of the church that kind of turns out to be sort of, it's not a gay bar, but it's a gay bar. <laughs> it's, it's for all the people in the town who don't feel like they fit for whatever reason. Oh, they I come see. together and it's sort of a talent show they do every week. Mm-hmm. And she learns to sing again and she learns how to accept friendship. She learns how to accept love from other people again. And I feel like for a lot of us, we went through a phase where that's familiar to us. Mm-hmm. Right. And the journey she goes through on that show felt so personal and realistic to my own experiences with that, mm. that it, it I was near tears at the last episode. Oh, hmm. so Bridget Everett in it is the lead. 
She plays it with a staggering level of humanity and vulnerability. It's so beautiful. It's uh, created by the Duplass brothers, I think. Oh, they do a lot of good stuff. They always pick really interesting, I don't know. Don't don't quote me on that one, but I think it was them. I'm pretty sure it was them. Okay. Um, and it, it was just so completely unexpected. Uh, cannot recommend it enough. Uh, that is my grand best, best in TV chubby <laughs> of last year. Um, I highly recommend to everybody. Excellent. Well, congratulations to somebody somewhere yeah. for their chubby. Dan, what do you got next? Um, an unlikely choice, I think, for me, maybe. Uh, I would like to give a chubby to a peacemaker. How unlikely. Yeah. And particularly Danielle Brooks. So good. Who is a character on the show. So for those who don't know, uh, Peacemaker is the, it's, I think it's a, you guys know this, DC comic. DC comics. Mm-hmm. Um, which has not had a lot of success. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it's part of the James Gunn run yeah. of DC, which was all good. Yeah. And so yeah. this is Peacemaker who's a character and you, you've seen him on, on the big screen and on the small screen, he's again being played by uh, John Cena. And, I love this show because it is all about redemption and all about, I don't want to be who I've been. Mm-hmm. And that's, that, that's just, you know, enchanting enough. And how uh, Danielle Brooks comes into it. She plays a character, Leota Adebayo. So basically she plays uh, Viola Davis's, the big bad, you know, big bad good guy. Amanda Waller. Amanda Waller, she plays uh, uh, her niece, her niece. And so she's on the inside and she doesn't want to be on the inside. And she's like, I don't want to be here, especially with all these people who are racist and and homophobic. And like, this is very uncomfortable, but they all have to work together. And it's, again, it's this story of redemption Mm -hmm. that is so great. And, you know, she is a fat character in a superhero world. Yeah. Very, one of very few. Very Mm -hmm. few. And she is not... I mean, she's not treated as a sidekick. She's, she's treated as someone who is in many ways exemplary. Yeah. Like, Mm. and she has her own redemption arc. Like she's got her own shit to work out. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I believe also the character is a lesbian. And so, you know, there's stuff that she's dealing with, with her relationship and being a mole. And uh, it's just exquisite to see all this mashed together. For the comic book fans out there, my suspicion long-term, if this, Mm -hmm. if this pans out, is that she will become the next Amanda Waller oh, eventually, okay. which would be really interesting because mm-hmm. Amanda Waller started as one of the only fat characters in DC comics. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they tried to take that back when they sort of redid their universe. All of a sudden she was a hot, thin black woman. Mm. Uh, and mm, no, I was not okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I uh, love in the, so the DC animated universe, um, Amanda Waller is voiced by uh, CCH Pounder. Oh yeah, and it is just a She's such so a, an amazing <laughs> depiction of the character. Um, so yeah, I also appreciate that, that kind of at least like I feel like kind of like it maybe a nod to you know Fat Amanda Waller. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Cool, it's exciting. Good choice. I I think it's a great choice. Congratulations. And I love I love the dancing at the top of the show always. Yeah, <laughs> I never skip the intro because I love, yep. I love this. I don't know I a single s- person who skipped that. Mm. And, and I love seeing them dance. That's how I would dance. <laughs> That's the point of it. Yeah. If I, if I danced, I would dance like that. <laughs> As a fun side note on YouTube, there is a uh, little video where they show them uh, teaching the actress, the choreography. Do they really? The woman who did the choreography is, um, oh, for fuck's sake, resident Alan Tudyk. 
He's, oh. She's Alan Tudyk's wife. <gasps> oh. And since she did the choreography under quarantine, there was no one else to help her teach it except for Alan Tudyk. So it's Alan Tudyk and his wife teaching them the dance moves on the video. Well, am I funny. right that they designed the dance moves to be like yes. really blocky and and was it because it was, of John Cena's limitations or because they wanted to communicate? It a, was very intentional that this was dance choreography that was supposed to be done by a cast cast that was not cast for their dancing ability. Right. And to and she decided to incorporate that in a very visible, obvious way that she thought would be endearing and fun and quirky to it watch. It is absolutely that, and I also think it echoes the thing I said at the beginning where these characters are in transformation yeah. and they start with, I don't want to be this person. Mm -hmm. And if you were dancing, I don't want to be this person that's and feeling, <laughs> stilted, <laughs> yeah. feeling stilted by who you are being. Yep. That's how you would express it physically in dance. Hmm. That didn't occur to me. That's a really good yeah. call. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I want to give my, my second chubby to uh, the Vienna tourism campaign. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, the belly oh. video. Uh, what does a belly do in Vienna? Just because... <laughs> My the journey I went through in receiving that mm. to watching it and even the like the describe it. Um, so it is someone sent me the video and I just I saw like a screenshot of just a a belly with legs, <laughs> and it is <laughs> no one's ever this, heard of that the story of you know this belly feeling unwanted, unappreciated, and going to Vienna to learn <laughs> to love itself, <laughs> and it is this, this montage of this giant belly with like two little stubby legs <laughs> going around Vienna and seeing the museums and the <laughs> architecture and the food <laughs> and um, reconnecting with his owner at the end. <laughs> and the guy the, who got rid of him. Yeah. And yeah, it, right, uh, it belly, says, yeah. you know, uh, you can only indulge when you truly learn to love yourself. I love that message. And it's like such a, such a weird way to execute it, but it's so powerful and it works uh -huh. and it's comic and it's fun and light and, and sweet yeah mm -hmm. the sweetness was the very pleasant surprise um, for me. i yeah. really liked that i think there's been so many depictions of like you know like i i feel like it's almost like the opposite of like when they bring out the wheelbarrow full of fat on oh, like right. oprah or whatever oh, where it's like right. fat is this like look at this <laughs> depiction of fat and how disgusting it is and it's like what if you you know, loved your fat and you loved your little belly <laughs> and just showed it, you know, showed it the world and shared it with the world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, I just love it. It's such a, just like a sweet thing. And I think also seeing like, there's the scene where there's like another guy out to dinner with his belly. With his belly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not like he's, the, it's not like our main character is the only belly mm -hmm. in the world. It's that he sees the other guy on a date with his own belly because he has what, like yeah. they have what he wants. Yeah, yeah. He wants that relationship um, with his owner again. Yeah, and I think it is just one of the most bizarre things I've seen, but also like it has stuck with me so much. They the thing that struck me about it was that they got like my, the uncanny valleyness of it went away real fast. Yeah, it does, yeah. Like you you first see it, like if you see that screenshot, you're like, oh, what am I looking at right now? Is this CGI? Is this a costume? And then you get, hey, it is a costume. It's a real prop. And then it that just immediately melts away by the earnestness. Yeah, like it, it is really presented is completely earnest. I, mm -hmm. I think what you're left with at the end is it's advanced muppetry, uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a it's a big belly. It's it not is. like some little you paunch. Know, it's not some like, paunch we're talking here. Yeah, this is <laughs> Vienna. Who would have thought? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm bringing it home with the big one. Um, I want to present a chubby to. Uh, 
bigger city for bigger Vegas. Mm. Um, last year was the first uh, bigger, first Chub Chaser event that I'd ever been to. Yeah. Um, and the first bigger Vegas in like five, six years. It had been a while because they don't do it annually, and they yeah. certainly didn't do it during a uh, pandemic. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, we had initially planned to go to um, Big, uh, Big Bayou, Bayou in, in New Orleans, and that got, you know, sort of, and then COVID resurged with Delta, uh, and it was, it was just awful, like yeah. really awful. And um, there was so much disappointment around that, wanting to go and not getting to. And so Bigger Vegas came around and was like, okay, this has got to be it. And, the, you know, the experience, I would say, was a little mixed, but just mostly positive uh, as far as what I took away sure, from sure, it. Sure, yeah. sure. Um, and get, getting to do the live episode with, mm-hmm. like, like meeting people who, for whatever reason, like, listened to our voices and wanted to be there. And that was, like, such a, like, seminal experience that is, like, locked in my brain now. And it's because we had a venue for it. It's because we got to go to Bigger Vegas. And a bunch of other people went to Bigger Vegas and it created this space and it created a community that we could then all create something cool and unique out of. Yeah. Um, and I don't like, I don't know if we'd be like, maybe we could do that on our own in some way. Um, and that would be cool too. But it's hard to deny the fact that the, the, the fact that the event exists is it means that there is, there is the ability for people to make something even more out of it that they couldn't normally do. And mm-hmm. I think, and I don't, I don't know if you want to speak to this, how much of you you want to share in this. I think for me, there's absolutely something transformational about going to a, an event, that Chub Chaser event, and especially one of that magnitude, and especially one of that quality, because it is impeccably produced. Mm-hmm. It is just impeccably produced. Yeah, they did a great job. Uh, it's, they really you, did. Like, yeah, they, it's a small job. They just have to coordinate 1,600 people. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, especially uh, when they're and, not used to that. Like the, the usual attendance is much smaller than that. Uh, no, it's grown to that. I mean, okay. but I'll tell you this. I remember, I mean, if I can piggyback on this, you know, uh, Edward, who started Bigger City, who is no longer with us, I remember we, talking. We should give a posthumous chubby to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah a collective chubby. And I remember talking with him, because he and I go way back, talking to him about like the very, I think it was the first or second bigger Vegas. Hmm. And they had this massive jump in population of where like, oh yeah, we have 700 guys. Wow. To like, holy crap, we have 1300 guys. And what, what people didn't understand is it's not just, oh, like, oh, I guess we need more tickets to print. No, it is a scale of magnitude mm-hmm. different where like, all those buses we rented, we now re- need to rent completely different buses of different sizes. Right. Because ev- all the logistics have just changed where it's not just you need more, you need different. Mm-hmm. You now need a different venue for the welcome party. You now need a, I mean, it's, it's, and he was struggling with all that. And that was, like I said, the first or second, I think I guess the second one. And, uh, and now it's just this well-oiled machine and they're so good at it and they understand the logistics of it. And Yeah. And that's, I mean, that alone is hard enough, especially, yeah. you know, you put something on for a largely gay group of people. Um, <laughs> Bitchy. The, yeah. The, the amount of judginess that oh, flies around in yeah. gay communities yeah. is not to be sniffed at. And so to, to rise up and to try anyway yeah. and to do as well as they do, um, I think is just admirable on a, an event coordination perspective well mm-hmm. and, and edward was absolutely nuts about running around the event saying what do you need 
How's it going? Are you having a good time? What, how could, what would be, what would be better? What do you need? <laughs> like he was always in that, that mode. You know how you like at the end of an event, you get a survey. Mm-hmm. He was always in that survey mode. <laughs> 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 like you'd show up, like, how was your check-in? <laughs> like, yeah. ah, ah. <laughs> I mean, it was good. It was wonderful. But like yeah. he was attentive. Always, he was always listening for our people having problems. How can I fix it? What is be better? Yeah. And I feel like this one, uh, because he did pass away before the event happened. He did. Um, last like weeks year. away. Weeks yeah. away. And I feel like this was a really great sort of, I guess, victory Oma- lap. Yeah. Homage. Yeah. Homage. Um, they gave a nice little tribute to him at the final dinner too. Mm. That was nice. Yeah. I mm-hmm. unfortunately missed that. Yeah. Yeah, I should. I, in fact, for whatever reason, it just was down to timing and my sort of social exhaustion <laughs> at different points in the days that I, I, I think I missed every single. I paid for the like mid tier, uh, or maybe the top tier, whatever, and I didn't do any of the things that I paid for. <laughs> yeah, I just spent my time at the event, and that was good too. Yeah. Like I don't regret that. I just I did it the way that I did it. Um, Michael and I both went together, and it was a just incredibly memorable and I want to go to the next one. Mm-hmm. So that concludes the 2023 Yay. Chubby yeah. Awards. Um, I feel like I have an applause button somewhere in here, right? Oh, there we go. Oh, you're too kind. You're too kind. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's all for us. <laughs> um, well, on the web, our website, we'll have a list of all the things we kind of um, compiled during the year of like, ooh, this all was the nominees. Yeah, yeah. The nominees, the I mean, there's a couple things. Um, I'll try to denote that like you can't watch because of weird stuff going on right now with streaming, where like oh. they just yeeted shows out of existence. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and a lot of them apparently never coming back. Yeah, like the, Warner Brothers. The final uh. two seasons of Arrested Development are just going to go away into a vault. Mm-hmm. That's so. Like, um, so weird. No, no. I mean, I think they're going to burn them. It's like they, <laughs> they don't get the deduction unless they cease to exist. God, oh my crazy. god! Uh, there was a See? show, um, the Gordita Chronicles, which I really wanted to check out, and I like got a week. Like it's like okay, it's going away in a week, and it's like I don't have time to watch it. Oh my god! Um, I don't know if it's available for sale. Probably not because of how all this stuff is. Bring so, back like, DVDs. Yeah. R.I.P. <laughs> they can't to, take it away. Yeah. Uh, RIP to a lot of great content that is going away. Um, this is why pirating is good sometimes, people. <laughs> like, pay artists, but also, you know, pirate stuff in case it gets taken away. Save the archive. Do both, basically, is mm-hmm. what we're saying. Like, yeah. buy it and then pirate it so that you have a copy forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they can't just remove the digital download from your inventory. Um, let us know if there's anything that we didn't uh, include that you really loved. Or, yeah. You know, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say. I'm sorry. I know. It was, uh, feels. Don't t- tell us that. Like, well, the whale was really good, guys. You should no. have done. The, yeah. I, I know it's a thing. It's no. Uh, yes, no. <laughs> but let us know about anything else. Anything that's not the whale. <laughs> um, We've had some fun. Yeah. We've had some laughs, <laughs> and now the chubbies <laughs> have wrapped. <laughs> we. We'll see you next year. And so. oh, should. We have a bit. We do have we, a I think Trevor's party. wrapping oh the show Oh my God, up. wait. <laughs> Trevor's like I forgot ending about, the show. I forgot about the bit. You know, he never makes it to the after party. <laughs> <laughs> so we the after like, party here. He's ready for bed, people. Right, so for our after party, we have, we have brought in four different offerings. We do not know what the other people have brought. But what we have done is we have taken a movie title and we have fattened the title in some way. Mm-hmm. So, for example, we have taken the movie Batman and changed it into Fat Man. Mm-hmm. And we're going to share those titles with each other and we're going to uh, come up with what that movie is about. 
Mm-hmm. And you make mm-hmm. that change. Mm. Who's brave enough to go first? Are we keeping the same marching order? We, we can if you want. I think so. For consistency, because that matters so much. Okay. <laughs> so while the iconic movie Father of the Bride has been remade many, many times True. over many, many decades and many, many, for many, many audiences. Many. I'd be curious if we took Father of the Bride and changed it to Fatter Than the Bride. Oh, my. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> what okay. would that movie be, people? Okay. I think I have an idea, but I'm curious what comes to mind for uh, all of you. Well, I think it would help if I knew the plot of Father of the Bride. Do I know a version of that movie? Uh, Father of the Bride, uh, the it's been remade like four times, five times. I've lost track, six times. Um, it's about the experience of being a father whose daughter is getting married and... And meeting the groom. Meeting and- the groom, going through the process of hiring the staff and actually producing the wedding. From the perspective of the father. Yeah. I think the most famous uh, recent version is Steve Martin yep. is the yep. father yep. in yep. a couple okay. different remakes of it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I think he the just nasty, keeps doing them. <laughs> I think the nasty version is Meet the Falkers or something. Like. Yeah, that's <laughs> Meet the parents. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have seen that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so fatter. Very similar. I, I think so. Okay. Here's, here's my bumbling pitch because I haven't worked this out yet. <laughs> um, so that would be there's just the dream bride. Mm-hmm. But she has uh, two fathers, one of whom is fat, hmm. and it becomes it becomes kind of a look at <sighs> the fat father's look at what he wished had been available to him as a gay fat man Aww. for a wedding. That's sweet. I like that. And like the yeah. problem solving drives up drives up a lot of issues for him. And he, I mean, he does give he does give the bride away, of course, but. Like he he experiences the transformation and the bride sort of in it tangentially. That's better than yeah. mine. My, mine. Mine was a a bride in very typical mainstream bride fashion starts getting obsessed with losing weight for her wedding, mm. and to support her, all of her bridesmaids decide we will gain weight oh since God. you can't lose the weight. <laughs> oh, that's a whole different. <laughs> and so you get this whole like, comedy about three women trying to exists. gain <laughs> enough weight over the span of a month uh, before the wedding. That would probably make more money than mine, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, Dan's. Okay. <laughs> I like Dan's better too. I, I like Dan's so much, I'm just going to pile onto that one. Yeah. Okay. I think that's. I don't that's think we it. have time to all, right. all come up with d- yeah. individual pitches. What I, did you bring, Dan? Okay. So I didn't realize that it was about making a pun on the title. You wouldn't think. <laughs> but I actually decided, like, what would be a really fun yeah, movie if there was totally a fat fun. version of it? And uh, I think Michael is going to quell at this. Um, so I was actually. You know, alive and well, and 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 uh, when the original Star Wars came out, <laughs> what? <laughs> Imagine that. I think it was in the 19th century. Uh-huh. And um, I remember, like, I didn't. I I was a gay kid who didn't know he was a gay kid, and it's like, I just want Luke Skywalker to be my <laughs> friend. And I I just kind of wonder what would it be like. You don't cha- you don't have to change anything. You could just like it would be an innovation. It would be revolutionary, <laughs> if only Luke Skywalker we're a fat kid. (laughs) Like if you do nothing, like you don't even acknowledge he's just a fat kid. He's being the hero. He's saving the princess. Mm -hmm. He goes off, gets the medal at the end of the movie. And it's just, (laughs) he's fat because that never happens. Like that never happens in a movie that you just don't acknowledge that he's fat. That would be one way to do it. Another way to do it is that you could argue that's most Steven Seagal movies, but go on. (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand that. Uh, Steven Seagal is very doughy. Keep going. Um, The, the other way to do it is that he's a fat gay kid and there's some sort of thing between him and Han Solo. Oh. And then it becomes a Chub Chaser romance. Or it becomes that there's a whole other character that we don't know in the original movie. And uh, and that there's this sort of budding romance at the end where the new, um, uh, the new Chaser boyfriend is 
in the vast hall where Luke gets his medal mm-hmm. and like they share a wink or something. <laughs> Aren't you a little fat to be a stormtrooper? <laughs> <laughs> Trevor. Which I'm surprised they didn't do that joke in the family guy. Like she still says the original mm. line. Short. It's like he is right there. He's Chris Griffin. He's fat. Anyway. Oh, it's me. I would it's, it's you. It, me. Um, so I, I, this is a little, uh, I struggled with the title because I wanted to do this. Uh, Port, Portlyical Magic. Uh, I wanted to do like a fat magic oh, movie. Magic. And I, yeah. And I was thinking uh, of Practical yeah. Magic. Portly Magic. Because I think there's just something very sweet. And I, my take would be, so it would be kind of the same, except it would be um, uh, instead of two sisters, it would be a fat brother and sister and the brother's gay. Um, and are, they, are they both fat? For, yes. For those who haven't seen the movie. Yes. Uh, so Practical Magic, it is the story of this family who, um, a legacy of witches, but they also have a curse on the family that whenever um, they find true love, their true love will die. Mm-hmm. And that happens. Um, the the two siblings, their mom falls in love, the, the father ends up dying, and then I think the mom also dies in the same accident, maybe? That I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember, but then, then they go to live with their witch aunts, we're just kind of very weird and quirky, and they this you know New England. Um, <laughs> you, you bring in the ants when that's too quirky for the parents. Yes, <laughs> that's true. But so I imagine the brother would be the uh, Sandra Bullock character who kind of stays at home and is kind of um, just deals with being you know the weird fat gay <laughs> witch in the <laughs> of you know this strange town, and then the sister is the um, Nicole Kidman like yeah. <laughs> kind of always uh, with the bad boy and ends up having to come home. Mm-hmm. And I think it's basically the same movie, except just, just like it's fat and they're fat and, it's all, and gay. Mm-hmm. Um, the Nicole Kidman character straight. Yes. And I would really be rooting. It's like you want to root for the fat gay guy to find true love, but you also like, it's like you don't want that because mm-hmm. what if the curse is real? Um, I like yeah. that. I like that. I would, I would fun. absolutely. Yeah. I would very much love that. Would you die to see it? I would. <laughs> um, I think also. I'd die I, to be the guy. <laughs> I was thinking of there's a very iconic moment at the end <laughs> where they jump off the roof with umbrellas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now we're in shallow hell. Now we're in shallow hell. <laughs> I, I think that would be even better with uh, like just, you know, characters. Um, I don't know, like a, a Harvey Guillen. And, oh, I love um, that. I know, Harvey Gann and Lizzo jumping off the roof together with umbrellas. <laughs> awesome. I think, I, yeah, now I'm going to cast, I'm going to cast it with like Harvey Gann and Eddie Bryant. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, that'd like be that. a fun I, Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right, Michael, bring us on home. Okay, last one. Uh, I think mine is, uh, so uh, we all watched, I think, uh, Free Guy with uh, Ryan Reynolds, mm-hmm. where he plays uh, a non-player character in an online video game. So basically not played by an actual person, just a, an NPC in the world of the video game who eventually kind of becomes self-aware and starts to understand how the game works because he falls in love with a real person who's playing the game. Oh. And so he realizes in order to like win her over, he has to like level up and you know, and, you know basically yep. level up his character so that he can earn time with her and get her attention. Um, and she's on this quest to, to like try and take down the game system from the inside out. And it's this whole adventure. Um, but he's a video game character. He can be designed mm-hmm. in any different way. Right. Um, and as opposed what, to Ryan Reynolds and his apps. Well, what, what <laughs> if? Well, I guess you could take it two ways. And this just occurred to me. So tell me if this is problematic or not. Uh, what if it is originally Ryan Reynolds or some thinified version of a fat actor 
uh, playing the CGI character, and then it turns out she is a chaser. Oh, I love that. A female mm. chaser and not interested. And so his version of leveling up is, I'm a video game character. I can look like anything. Mm-hmm. And so why not look like her ideal It's so partner? funny. It's so, because when we were talking about the big boys, mm. one of the things that's important about that video is that it's women talking about how delicious fat men are. Mm-hmm. If you reverse the genders, people get upset. And what you're talking about works really well. If it's the guy who gains weight for the female chaser, people are like, oh, that's so great. Look how many. But if you reverse that, where it's the woman who gains weight for the man. That's eh, eh, eh. warning bells. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's, it's, it's an unfortunate circumstance of why that works one way or not the other. But that's a very long way of saying, I like this. I could see like a really great like 80s style montage of him trying out different looks. <laughs> oh, totally. Oh, yeah. Because he's a video game. He's he can CGI. look like anything. Mm-hmm. He can look like anything. And so it's not even about like, it's not even is, about is gaining there a weight. Is like that in the movie? Um, You'd think there would be. It doesn't matter what you look like. You're going to I mean, he looks like Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't need to look like anything else for her to be I mean, interested. Yeah, I mean, people are watching to see Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just, I love that concept because the world of the video game universe like it opens it up to it can be anything without having to attach baggage to it well and i like your idea that because that there's this montage or at least maybe a significant maybe a significant part of the movie maybe the whole first act of the movie Mm. is trying to find what she finds appealing and him not getting it because it's not what you expect Mm -hmm. and the the meta story is that the guy who designed that character the real person in in the movie who designed his character designed him as an expression of love for her oh Mm. and so that's why his video game character is is drawn to her his ai is drawn to her because that's why he exists genius and so Mm. if in the real world that guy is fat Guess what? You have a perfect like. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm real I really want to. I want to watch this movie. Now. <laughs> you need to make that, movie, okay. Michael. <laughs> well, listeners, do you think we missed something in the trailers? <laughs> Is there I, another uh, fat-themed movie that we should have included in our bit? The music that I was supposed to be singing to before is playing now, and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us we're on. No, okay. <laughs> we're on Instagram and Twitter as at Big Fat Gay Pod. We're on Facebook as the Big Fat Gay Podcast. Five stars there, five stars everywhere, five stars all at once. Five stars uh, <laughs> into the air and yes. wherever podcasts exist. Uh, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash big fat gay pod and see the full list of nominees and compilations and everything at big fat gay pod.com. Yay. Ah. I, well, I, I screwed the pooch on the, our big ending musical number, but we did it. We're here. We made We're going it. to the after party. We're all in the limo with our, everyone's got their chubbies and some, some popcorn and maybe some, um, some M&Ms cause they're back. <laughs> um, and don't and, drop it though. Yeah. Don't. Oh no, I'm dropping the chubby. Watch out. Watch out. out.